Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Stuff that changed the world. The mobile phone. The internet changed the world. Penicillin, I would have thought. I would say sanitation. It changes everything. Today, Simon Tierney joins us once again to talk about something yellow and delicious. Good afternoon, Simon. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, now, I suppose this goes to, and and I'm surprised by how little I knew about custard, or it, what is actually custard, but it's got many other names. What is the ingredients of custard? Yeah, I was surprised about this as well, because it's a bit like mayo, mayonnaise, in the sense that the debates around mayonnaise now tend to kind of be about whether it has eggs in it or not. And custard, traditionally, proper custard, the main ingredient is really eggs mixed with uh, milk or cream, and then you can add sugar to it. And then when you apply heat to those ingredients, of course, it thickens it. So that's essentially what custard is. Mm, But there's loads of different sorts of custard. Yeah, so the custard that we enjoy in Ireland, we tend to treat our custard a bit like gravy in this country, in the sense (laughs) that the more of it, the better. Um, So it's very liquid type of custard. The British and Irish, you know, you think of your bird's custard or whatever. It's very saucy because we like to drown our our desserts Mm. in lots and lots of custard like we do with gravy with our meat. So that's the kind of, that's the custard that we enjoy in this part of the world. If you go into uh, continental Europe, custard tends to get thicker and thicker. And when you get to the bottom of the continent, or indeed in South America, like in Brazil, the custards are much more solid, kind of semi-solid, patisserie um, cream, they might call it. Um, or confectioner's custard is is indeed much thicker. And it, it's made in a different way. The heat is applied in a different way to confectioner's custard is actually boiled, whereas we would never boil custard in this part of the world. And creme anglaise is custard. Yeah, I find this extraordinary, Sean, because when you go to France, they call custard creme anglaise. Even though, which means English custard, as you say, even though the word custard that we use comes from the French. So there's a bizarre (laughs) sort of tennis game in the language of custard here. So it comes from the old French word uh, croustard, actually, with with an R in it. And this translates into English as the crust of a pie. Hmm. That's literally what custard means. So... That's an intriguing etymology for us because it kind of drags us into the origin story of custard in the first place. And it it offers us an insight into the culinary evolution of this foodstuff. And what happened was that, well, we'll go back to the ancient origins of custard in a minute because they didn't call, call it custard back then. But when this word developed in the Middle Ages, what they were describing was a crusty pie which had um, meat and vegetables in it or fish. Now, what they were doing, Sean, is that they were using the binding properties of eggs to hold all those vegetables and meats and fish together in a pie. So custard originally described a savoury pie with meat. That's what you were eating when you were eating custard or croustard. Eventually, it started to develop a a sweeter connotation. But the original history of custard, before it was called this, before it was given this name, 
goes back to ancient Rome. So we really we have a two thousand year history of this um, of this sauce or or this concoction. We know, for example, that it was first documented in print in the famous Dere Coquinaria, which is a very famous um, ancient Roman cookbook by Marcus Gavius Apicius, which we've talked about a few times on this series over the years. That was written in the first century AD. And it's no it's no wonder that the Romans were the first to concoct custard, Sean, because, and I hadn't realised this before, an interesting little nugget, if you'll excuse the pun, is that the, the Romans were the first to domesticate chickens. So they had this uh, abundance yes, of eggs. Of course, so suddenly yeah. there were all these egg-based dishes that we still enjoy to this day that suddenly appear in the annals at that time. Mm, how did the so how did the Romans make their custard? Was it was it in the form we'd we'd be familiar with? Not dissimilar. Um, they heated eggs with milk uh, together. Uh, now they didn't add sugar; they added honey instead, which mm. gave it a sweet flavor. They also put pepper in it. I mean, ground pepper, not a red pepper. Yeah, but still a slightly yeah. odd uh, salt and sweety, so, uh, kind of salty sweet. Uh, mix. Um, they often baked their custard, um, which I don't know if you've ever had kind of um, New York cheesecake. It has that kind of baked custard mm. feel to it. A little bit similar to that. But what they called that, Sean, this kind of flat cake was flado. Uh, that's la- the Latin for flat cake. That's where we get the word flan from. And flan is the original custard dessert. Very, we kind of associated with seventies, eighties desserts. It's kind of gone out of fashion here, but it's it's still one of the oldest, um, still in existence desserts mm. to this day. Very old dessert, flan. And and and, and when as uh, custard became more and more popular, is, is it just the white of the egg they used for that? So that had kind of a knock-on effect. Mm. That's interesting. You bring that up because. <clears throat> Probably one of the most popular um, pastries in Ireland now is the patista nata. Um, now, you might not know the name for that, but it's something that you've seen in posh coffee shops around mm. the country. Mm. This is a little, it's like the size of a, a cupcake and it's got this lovely flaky pastry and in the middle is a very, um, it's quite a, it's not a wobbly custard, it's quite a set custard yeah. in the middle. yeah. And then it's kind of burnt on top. That's a very popular Portuguese custard tart, I suppose. And the history of that is really interesting because what they did was in the 16th century in Portugal, in abbeys and convents, nuns and friars would starch their shirts using the white of an egg. That's one thing that they did with hmm. it. The second thing that they did with this albumin, it's called, is the white of the egg. They would use this to clarify red wine. And I was very puzzled by this, Sean, and I thought, how on earth would that work? But up until recently, and I'm not sure if winemakers still do this, but they would run the albumin, the white, the clear part of the egg through red wine. Because what that does is the albumin absorbs the tannins in the wine. So it kind of cleans the wine as part of the refining process. Mm. And um, because of all these odd extraneous uses that the Portuguese had for eggs, there was an abundance of egg yolks. 
Now, they did use both the egg white and the egg yolk to make patisse donata, but it became this unbelievably popular um, dessert in Portugal. And certainly in the last ten, five or ten years, it's become very popular custard dessert in Ireland too. Now, of course, at the same time, when you say custard, people think of birds' custard. Mm. Which, is it technically not even custard? I would argue um, that birds' custard, which is, to this day, the most popular custard in Ireland. I bought a tub of it over the weekend in Tesco. Mm. Um, but I would argue that it's it's not technically custard. It's like, it would be like, the reason I say this, Sean, is because I said at the beginning, it's like saying, is mayonnaise without eggs in it mayonnaise? It's not. And technically, if you go into your supermarket today and you go to the vegan shelf and you get vegan mayonnaise, you'll notice that on the carton, it does not say mayonnaise on it because under European law, it's illegal to do that. You're not allowed to call mayonnaise mayonnaise if it doesn't have eggs in it. It's like you're not allowed to call a product butter if it's not made with milk. Um. So one wonders, uh, when is, uh, <laughs> are we going to have to have a debate about custard? Because what happened was in 1837 when Mr. Bird, I'm trying to remember what is, Alfred, Alfred Bird, a man, uh, a chemist based in Birmingham, his wife asked him to make a custard that didn't have eggs in it because she was allergic to it. So as a chemist, he was intrigued by this challenge and he went off and made a custard without eggs in it for her. It proved to be a lot more popular than he anticipated, but he called it custard. Mm. But he advertised it much more heavily. I was quite intrigued when I was looking at the vintage ads for this. And you'll notice that I tweeted an image of this a little bit earlier, Sean. They have a brilliant ad from the turn of the 19th and 20th century. It's a picture of a cook making custard. And then there's this kind of, this hen comes into the image, into the graphic, and the hen is startled and it, the speech bubble says, what? No eggs? Like kind of like the like the hen has been put out of work, out yeah. of a job. You Poor know? hen. Poor yeah. hen, yeah. Um, but what Alfred Bird realized is that there was a huge market available for this. And presumably because he wasn't using eggs in his product, he was able to sell a custard that was cheaper because the eggs are the most expensive part mm. of making a custard, one would imagine. Yeah. So you're cutting out that. Um, so when he started advertising his custard, he captioned it with not only what, no eggs, but also, and I like this, the unfailing resource of every successful hostess when catering for small or large parties is bird's custard powder. Mm. I thought that it just became really popular because it was powder and because it was really handy to make rather than the no eggs aspect of Yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah, it did. Um, but just because it's made with powder doesn't mean that it couldn't have eggs in it. Lots of That's powdered true. products yeah. do have eggs in it. But you're absolutely right. And we shouldn't forget that the, the origins of what he did that was really innovative was to make it powdered. And indeed, when... Um, uh, they got the seal of her, His Majesty the King during World War I. Uh, you know, the way they put that logo mm. on the tins over in the UK. Um, it was recognised by uh, the War Office that this would be something that would be very easy to transport 
to the front line, to the trenches in Flanders, and that would be very easy to make, just to throw a bit of milk in it or a bit of water even and heat it over a stove and suddenly you've got a delicious dessert for, for the lads on the front. So that that played a huge role in, in popularising it as a product yeah. as well. Do custard creams have custard in them? Um, no, technically custard creams don't have custard in them. They actually are made with just a sweet cream. Uh-huh. Um, there's certainly no eggs involved. <laughs> um, the custard cream is a funny one, Sean, because it's one of those biscuits that's really survived the test of time. Like you go into any shop now, there'll always be a packet of custard creams. But what I didn't realise is that they're not patented. So the custard cream is manufactured by so many different yeah. companies. But they all have that kind of late Victorian pattern, mm. that kind of fancy pattern on, on each side. And um, But what we do know from archaeological evidence is that probably the custard cream was invented by either Crawford's or Huntley and Palmer, which were two big late Victorian biscuit makers in Britain. So it is a British biscuit enjoyed across the world and especially in Ireland and England. Oh, be interesting to hear. Do people have a... Um you know, is there a battle of the custard creams going on and what, what's the best one? Simon Tierney, thanks a million. Pleasure. And uh, Simon uh, uh, did mention uh, the pastel donata there. Uh, someone's texted in saying the best ones in Ireland are in Anna's, a coffee shop in Rathgar, which is run by a Portuguese chef called Anna. And we locals are developing serious addiction issues. Oh, dear. Poor people in Rathgar. And uh, the Korma Contrater says the origins of custard sounds like the next Marvel movie. Indeed, yes. Uh, a custard man uh, will be coming to a screen uh, near you. You are listening to, a Moncri- to the Moncrief Show on Newstalk. We'll take a break. Back in a couple of minutes. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.